can they make the whole season out of the Padres? Can the Padres play every single game? Just like someone gets the Padres every single time? Sure. I'd bo- I don't I'd see why that. not. I'd watch that. I'd watch it too. Yeah. You know what sucks? The Pirates? Framber getting hurt. Oh, yeah. Is he going to be out for the year? We have been framboozled. It sure looks like it. How do you... That doesn't make any sense to me. I heard it... I heard it could be because he pitched with it. Because, like, he he heard it, and then, like, you pitch with it. Maybe you, like, uh, do some weird stuff to your muscles. I broke my pi- I broke my pinky, and I played with it still. And then I was good six weeks later. Yeah, I... I... They're getting a second opinion. I don't know where they said they said it needs surgery, a fractured thing. I don't know. I've yeah, also heard. I hope that means we can finger. see forest. Well, we're gonna see forest. I don't know if we're gonna see um the trees. <laughs> 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 no, we're. Yeah, I don't know how well he's gonna do. I don't know if he's gonna be missing bats or not. But I don't know. It's possible. He's throwing. What was it? Sinkers down low. He's becoming Dallas Keuchel. I have no idea what. Uh, Forrest doing, but the dude's like two years older than us, so can't say it's too insane. Yeah. Um, Ace stuff from names you may not recognize. I bet Mike Petrelli wrote this article. I'm just scrolling through baseball savant. Yep, it's our guy. Um, who does he think? See if you can predict some names. What? Okay. What? What was the title of it? Uh, Ace stuff from names you may not recognize. Who throws Shane Bieber's curveball? Five names. See if you can guess any of the five. Who throws Shane Bieber's curveball? So what is what is what are the similarities based on? Similarities are on spin and effective spin, that kind of stuff. Just very similar. Seth Lugo. Like, no. Dang it. See if you can guess. Oh, also, the guy whose curveball is least like Bieber's is Alec Mills. <laughs> think of the guys because Alec Mills' like, curveball is seventy-one miles an hour. <laughs> think of like some big guys with. Terrific uh, fastballs who also have great breaking stuff that pair well with the fastball. Verlander. No. Okay, well, you just described Verlander, so I, I'm upset. I mean, like, beefy guys, not tall guys. Gratterall? He doesn't have a curveball. No, no, not, like, beefy is in, like, the sense of, like, oh, that's a big man, but not, like, uh, but, like, still looking pretty fit. Syndergaard? No. DeGrom? Nope. Matt Harvey? <laughs> oh, my goodness. They got some good pitchers. Uh, you Darvish. <sighs> Who's got great? Who? So who? What are some of the best fastballs in the? Garrett majors? Cole. Yes, Josh Stalmont is there. Ah, oh, Royals closer Josh Stalmont. Michael Lorenzen. Okay. Lance McCullers Jr. Yeah, that makes sense too. And this guy named Patrick Murphy. I have no earthly uh, idea who he is. Does he play for the Athletics? He's on the Blue Jays. Okay, he had but... no clue. There's a great uh, strikeout of where he just K's Luke Voigt. Kind of mean. Kind of a mean thing to do, but yeah. But apparently he's got a great curveball according to Fangraphs. So anyway, uh, what else? Who throws Trevor Bauer's nasty, nasty fastball? Uh, Verlander's got to be up there, right? It's not Verlander's not on any of these lists. These are like guys who, well, I guess Garrett Cole, but most of these guys are people who you uh, might not expect. Let's see, heaters with spin rate of about 2,900. Yeah, 2,700. Uh, yeah. Um, I need some hints. It's a guy on the Reds whom we both love, and it's not... Sonny any- Gray. No. Tyler Stevens, or Robert Stevenson. No, fastballs, fastballs. Who's just uh, a great guy? Just Grade A guy, Tyler Malley. Yes. And the guy whose fastball is least like Bowers is on the Red Sox. I wonder if you can guess him. 
Uh, is he good? I don't know him, so he's probably not good. Um. Oh, there's this dude that throws like a two seamer at like eighty nine. Oh, what's his name? It's really not like a memorable name. I gotta say. No, that. I know. That's what. Okay, then it might be the Ryan Weber. No. Damn it. Okay, that was the guy that I really thought it was. Who is it? It's John Schreiber. He's never pitched for us. Says he's on the Red Sox. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's never pitched for you guys. Just got on the team. Sure. Keep telling yourself that. Yeah. And unsurprisingly, Walker Bueller throws Dustin May's sinker. But also, so does Alex Reyes, whom I I love Alex Reyes. Alex Reyes. Oh, I just want him to be healthy. He got lit up in the playoffs. Alex Reyes is... He was so... Alex Reyes and Hunter Green, I think, are the, the same person. They're different. Uh, what's So what's up with Hunter Green? I wasn't watching the other night when uh, or other day. His fastball is, stri- is straight as an arrow. Oh, he's one of those guys? What, I want to see him on baseball so Has he pitched in the major That's... leagues? No, he hasn't. So I guess we're not going to see him. Yeah, he doesn't have a face. So Hey, we're being the card 6-0, which is nice. Um... Hunter Green, spinner... Let's see. Most recently, um, his fastball grade eighty. Eighty, yeah. See that? Ooh. That was in twenty eighteen. Ooh, it's in twenty twenty also. Hmm. He didn't even walk that many guys, but he still he gave up sixty six hits in sixty eight in a third innings. It says it has a tendency to lack life when he throws it up in the zone. That's not good. That's that where that... you should be throwing it. Oh, a little worried about the man. You still there? Yeah. No, I'm looking at okay. his stats, visuals. He doesn't really have mm, visuals, does he? Tyler Ivy. Mm-mm. Francis Martes. Mean... Listen, if Francis Martes is like actually good this year, when we like kept him out of like all the trades for big names and everything like that, we wouldn't include him in the Verlander trade. Wouldn't like trade him for like Granky or whatever. If he's he's good. Miles Straw know. has a double today. Look at that! I didn't know he could do that. Oh Who yeah, is... look Francis Martes and yeah, wow. But yeah, Francis. He's been out. He's was out for a while. I don't know. Is he suspended? I'm gonna look uh, yes, the Phillies beat the Yankees fifteen to nothing. I mean, what can you expect when Phillies have a uh, one of the best lineups in baseball? Matt Moore with the with the win, sure. Matt Moore, I think didn't no. Matt Moore went to Japan. Did he go to Japan? Sounds like a no. Guy it's Matt Moore. To... It is Matt Moore. No, look at that. Mickey Moniak with two bombs. Mickey Moniak. Mickey Moniak. Are yeah. you kidding me? Against who? Uh, Nestor Cortez and McLean. Mm. You know what I'm not liking? These ties. Yeah. This, this It's not baseball, I should. I, I gotta say. Ooh, Vince Velasquez putting in work against, yeah. um, relatively loaded Yankees lineup of guys that at least you assume will be healthy. Yeah, Asher Wojciechowski is not... Asher ex- Wojciechowski. Wojciechowski is not, is not exactly gonna be, uh... Albert lighting. Abreu. Former is that, Astro. Is that, yeah, that's also a former Astro. Hmm? Two former Astros. Well, there is. I guess that's the reason they're not on the Astros, allowing a combined eight earned runs in two innings. Man, Soto thought, didn't play today. That's so. I bad. thought Albert Abreu was gonna be good. You know that Wojo came into the Astros in the um, what trade was it? The trade that got us Joe Musgrove, the J. A. Happ trade, actually. So both J. A. Happ and uh, Asher Wojo, Asher Wojo. Ended up on the Yankees. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting, isn't it? Ah, uh, the, the Brandon Nimmo fan uh, hive will be glad to see that he went two for two with a homer and a walk. Mm-hmm. And he has an OPS of 2036 right now. Wow. 
David Peterson. Oh, Dylan Batances with a, with a win and a blown save. I'm still so mad that Framber is hurt because I just scrolled onto this page and Framber is here is their who throws Zach Britton sinker. The first name is Bummer. The second name is Framber. Mackenzie Gore went two innings and didn't give up a hit. Okay. He did. He did. We walk are three we guys. are recording, so I assume this is going to make it onto the podcast. But it'll make the, it on at the end. I kind of. Okay. I kind of want to keep going with this. No, oh, put it at the beginning. Um, Mackenzie Gore. There was something on Twitter, just maybe a kerfuffle, maybe just people intrigued. But Mackenzie Gore wears the number one, not just yes, in spring he training. Not, he should not be he's wearing a, a single digit number. He's, he's a, a pitcher. Pi- he's a pitcher, not only wearing a single digit number, wearing the number one. Framber, for instance, is a very appropriate number 59, which I think is just, yeah, yeah. That's a polite number to wear as a pitcher. What do you think of Mackenzie Gore? Number one pitching prospect in baseball. Is it getting to his head? Hot takes Is that what he's wearing it for? No, he's wearing it because he's probably worn it his whole life. But he's never, I'm just uh, throwing out uh, hot takes. But what are you, so you're not a fan? No, you should, no. Pitchers do not wear single digit numbers. You know? Could you say Kikuchi do a little better this year? Uh, No, his stuff does not play. You know that his fastball is the second most similar to Blake Snell's, the only more similar one being uh, Drew Pomeranz? Drew Pomeranz gets a bad rap. Now that he's in the bullpen, I love him. Yeah. All right, so who throws Denelson Lamette's slider, which was probably the best pitch in baseball in 2020? I feel like that's a lie. I feel like any of DeGrom's pitches I would take. (laughs) The, The single most dominant pitch. Oh, um, Nelson I believe... slider. I honestly would. Degrom might be on that list. Yeah, Denelson. Oh my God, the run value is immense. Holy, like it's not even funny how much better it was than anybody else. Because Devin Williams is tied for second with negative thirteen. With like he's uh, got thirteen runs from that from uh, his changeup. Denelson Lamette got seventeen from his uh, slider. But of course, uh, Devin Williams did it in less than half of the same number of pitches. So. Lamette threw a lot more, but he kept working. Whiff rate of 47.2%. Nasty stuff. But anyway, who do you think uh, is up there? Um, DeGrom? Not in the top five. There's a closer who you probably wouldn't be too surprised to hear is there. But there's also a guy on the Rockies who you I know you're a fan of. Um, Antonio Senzatella? Yes. Here's the thing. I when I was I was doing research for this podcast because you were like oh Antonio Senzatella he might be a guy who's underrated this year and I looked him up and he had the lowest qualified strikeout rate in all of baseball and that's when I was like I'm not sure this is the kind of guy I'm gonna be saying is underrated but nevertheless he, somehow he's got a slider that's the most similar to Denelson Lamette and yet he can't strike anybody out I've got no idea he had 2.8 WAR last year just throwing it out there Senzatella yeah. How? Wow, he struck out 41 guys in 73 innings. Yeah, exactly. He's terrible at it. And, like, I feel like that's the only thing you can do in uh, Colorado that's actually going to help your team. And never, and you couldn't even do that. Well, because the ball moves different in Colorado. Uh, yeah, I guess that does I'm not make sure it. why I like this guy. He literally is, does everything that I hate. Yeah. But... Throws mediocrely hard and doesn't strike people out and lets, base, lets up base runners and has... Yeah. But it was a very good slider. And you know who has three pitches? Like, just three very good pitches. Uh, and then one really good pitch? Herman Marquez. Great curveball. I like... Uh, Terrific curveball. Like, yeah. 
I don't know if you do last year. I think you did okay. I feel so bad for every pitcher who goes there. Yeah. Like, uh, Kyle Freeland, I should never have left the Royals. Uh, John Gray, poor guy, goes number two overall to him, and then it's just sort of uh, can't really do Herman much. Marquez had, a, had an ERA plus of 140. ERA plus? That's pretty good. Yeah, and a FIP of 328. That's really good. I mean, I've always liked Herman Marquez. I wanted the Astros to trade for him. Maybe now is actually a good time to trade for him because Colorado is clearly having a fire sale, and he wasn't like, he amazing. He wasn't drafted, was he? I don't think he was. I have no idea. I don't know what, like... uh how much he makes per year or whatever, but he would be a great guy for the Ashes to trade for if Framber's really uh, up for the he's year. He's signed through 2023, five years, $43 million. See, that's that's good. It's it's basically $8 mil a year for two more years. No, three more years, which is controllable. The Rockies are not going to be competitive in 2023, clearly. So, like, uh, that that's a guy who they'd be able to sell, probably for a decent price, but the Astros can probably give them like a pitcher who's controllable for six years. Like like wouldn't you would you trade Christian Javier for Herman Marquez? Or like not, Christian... not, not even close. If you're the Rockies? If you're the Rockies, I'd love it. Man, John Gray had a really nice ERA last year. Oh, how nice. Was it six like six point nine oh? Oh six point six nine. Twenty two strikeouts and thirty nine innings. Not great. His FIP was five point oh six man, his his career FIP is almost it's three quarters of a run lower than um his ERA. See, this is why I feel so bad for John Gray. I really liked him in a, in the draft. What draft was that? Was that the Mark Appel draft? It was yes. 13. It was uh, Mark Appel, number one. Chris Bryant, number two. Yikes, bad move, Astro. It was John Gray, number three. It was four. I think Alex Jackson went sixth. Outfielder Alex Jackson? No, it was a year after. Former catcher Alex Jackson. The catcher, that's right. Oh, uh, Kyle Schwarber, see. right? I, I think it's Kyle Schwarber. Who, four? Yeah. Wait, no, it was, no, it was, it was, was Cole, after. It was Cole Stewart. Right, Cole Stewart, K-O-H-L. Then Clint Frazier. Yes. Then Colin Moran. Yeah. Colin Red Moran. Doesn't, it's yes. uh, irrelevant. Hunter Dozier who, went eight. Best yeah. Pick. Well, I guess Chris Bryant's the best pick in the that round. But Tim Anderson went 17. Yeah. J.P. Cropper was in that draft. Move that first round. Uh, Aaron, Judge went, Aaron Judge went 32. Well, that was a nice pick. Yeah, that was a decent draft. Devin Williams, second round from uh, really? he St. Was Louis, a... Missouri, Hazelwood West. The, he was probably a pitcher. He was coming out of high school, had like phenomenal stuff. Not that surprised. Let's see, Kyle Freeland last year was pretty good. Two point two wins above replacement. Yeah. See, like it's it, you know it's a Rockies thing. They he had he had forty six strikeouts in seventy and two thirds innings. So what are they doing? Are they just inducing like a no? It's because the ball doesn't balls? move as much in Colorado. Breaking yeah. break isn't as sharp. So John Gray last year, um, let's see what he did. Well, he's got good active spin rate on his four seamer, so that's a, at the very least a good thing. You know, throws ninety seven. We, we got to have the guy. Yeah, he throws heat. We got to have the guy on who like can explain active spin to us. I'm gonna ask him soon on Twitter. We, we got to get Rob Rob Freeman on. Yeah. Wait, Rob who? Rob Friedman, Pitching Ninja. Rob Friedman, yes. Great last name, in my opinion. Man, then we'll have had a Friedman and a Freeman as a guest yes. on a show where our last names are Greenman and and Friedman. Yes. Now we just need a Greenman. Does that such that, a name exist? I've searched far and wide. There's none. No Greenmans? <laughs> no. Would a green field or just a green overall in general be good enough? Are we not going to get that? 
I don't know. I, I think this list is very interesting. The Ace stuff, names men don't recognize. Um, or I don't know. Maybe it. You know. Uh, no, no, no. Okay, they. It was the. It was the top five guys. So they used it doing a velocity, release point, total movement, active spin rate, um, and measured spin direction. Measured spin direction. Okay, so Sam. Ah, oh, here it is. Just asking you, why? Uh -huh. Why do you think that uh, active spin is not really anything that's all that important? It is important. What? Didn't you say something like, oh, I don't really believe in that stuff? Or I don't know, not no. believe in the server. You don't really care about the stuff? No, I said that active spin and spin efficiency were almost the same thing. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, they totally are. Okay. Then, yeah, they're literally the same thing, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. But they're different than um, spin rate. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then okay, then never mind. I don't know why I thought that. All right. Um we are twenty minutes in. Perhaps we should start the podcast. And if you're just joining us, welcome back to a new episode of the Statcast with your hosts Harrison Friedman and Sam Greenman. We have been talking about baseball, about pitchers who throw similar pitches to other pitchers and stuff in general. But what we're here for mainly today is to get into the National League. National League looking um, like there's going to be one fun division, one division dominated by a couple teams, and one division which is sort of like it's below the 50 feet of crap that uh, the A's uh, money belongs in. So that's going to be, you know, maybe not a great division to talk about, the NL Central, but at the very least we're not having the massive amount of teams in the playoffs this year. Any early takes, or should we just get right into it? I feel like we should get right into it. I feel like the hot take. No, no hot takes. You want to say uh, surprise me with right right now? Um, there's not really any hot takes other than watching the the Pirates and Rockies might be a considered torture. Yeah. Well, at the very least, like, do they, are the Pirates the kind of team who you send them to Coors Field and they still can't even hit the ball out of the infield? No, that's the Milwaukee Brewers. That's true, Milwaukee. Don't like the look of that team this year. The Cardinals are getting defeated because uh, they got Nolan Arenado, who might not even be good anymore. Sorry, Cardinals fans. Actually, not sorry. Um, all right, we're going to get all in, right into that. But first, Milo Hamilton. Swinging, lining it to left. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Chris All right, and welcome back to the StatCast. All right, so Sam, let's do what we did last time. Let's get into the top teams in the league. The most interesting ones to talk about usually are the best teams. So I'm going to take a wild, wild guess here and say that you have the Dodgers um, somewhere in the vicinity of 5 to 10 games over 100 wins and is the best team in the NL. I've met 104, mm. and yes. Yes. They, oh. uh, they, got, they got Trevor Bauer. Lost Jock Peterson and Kike Hernandez, and also Pedro Baez, which is kind of not that um, important. Yeah, it's you're not, you're not really missing that much, and you got the guy who won the Cy Young last season, so decent decent deal. And what, where's he slot in your rotation? Number three, <laughs> if that. Yeah. Is he number? Is he number four? He's not number four, is he? Uh, I put 
I've put Bueller one, Bauer two, Kershaw three. Okay. Okay. I mean, you never know how many games Bueller is going to pitch, and Bauer just might like make up for those by pitching the next night. What else have we have you got on the Dodgers? Are you looking forward uh, to them this year? Everybody has them at 102 or 103 wins. Yes. Um, all the betting sites, even that is like still not that high. I know. Because the betting betting sites and projections usually uh try to avoid extremes. Yeah. So. The Dodgers and Pirates and Rockies at the opposite ends of the spectrum are not separated by 50 wins, which they kind of should be. Yeah, the Pirates suck. The Rockies, uh, I think we were a little early on this, realizing just how bad they were going to be. But the Rockies do not look like they're going to be a fun team at all. We maybe might talk about them later. But the Dodgers, the thing is, is that they have so much of everything and they can innovate in the same sense that a team like the Rays can, in which, yeah, they can do an opener if they want. They can uh, have guys go like three, four innings in the piggybacking or tandem starter sort of deal if they want. They can platoon at nearly every spot in the lineup. They're willing to do all that kind of stuff, but they also don't have to do all of it because of the stars that they have on their team. They have Corey Seager and Mookie Betts, both of whom might be top five in MVP comp- uh, contention this year in the NL. They've got Walker Bueller, who I don't know if you would call him, say he broke out last year, but he was phenomenal in some games and could be even better. Bauer, the league hasn't figured him out yet, and half two-thirds of this league didn't even play against him last season because he was uh, throwing only p- pitching only against the Central, which, I mean, maybe not amazing lineups everywhere there, but nevertheless, he's only the Padres seem like a genuine threat because... We saw what we did to the Braves in the playoffs. And so Kershaw is still there. Kershaw is still kicking. Dustin May is another guy who says, is he going to break out? Like, Dustin, Gavin Lux didn't even have to be good last year. And they still won the World Series. I still love the middle infield. Seager and Lux. Yeah. Absolute just mm-hmm. exit velocity. And Lux is a very versatile player, too. Yeah, they they have a lot of ver- they lost Hernandez, but they had a lot of versatility on their team. They had Taylor, Barnes, Lux, um, Austin Barnes Smith. could be one of the best catchers in baseball. Muncie, yeah, Max Muncie like is a guy who like was doing a lot of platooning last year when he didn't even really need to be, and so th- this is just a team that's going to hit a ton. They've got guys who can crush the ball, like Chris Taylor, who literally owns the Texas Rangers' new stadium. He, they've got guys like Mookie Betts who hit. It, it wasn't the game winning or series winning home run, but it was definitely the series clinching home run in Game Six. And then you've got like Julio Urias in the pen, who like forget about Kenley Jansen, who you know is sort of on a Hall of Fame trajectory, uh, playoff blown saves aside. But Julio Urias showed that he could make three out saves like nobody's business. And like when you can have guys like. You could probably have just Trevor Bauer and Julio Urias pitch 12 innings for you in a game. Just those two guys, and you can go 12 innings and probably only let up a couple runs. Which, they also have the, the cat yeah. man, Tony, Tony Gonsolin. Yeah, who's got great and, stuff. It and a, loves cats. Yes, loves cats. I didn't know that he about also, him. He also They also have David Price. A lot of people forget about that. Yeah. Didn't he opt out of last season? Yes. And now he's back. Yeah, Price and Mookie. It's it's a loaded, loaded, loaded roster. They they don't have holes. It's like those Astros teams of a couple years back, where you're like, oh yeah, oh everybody is good on this team. Yeah, or like I don't know, 
the Yankees teams, well, you would like to say that everyone is good on those Yankees teams, except they always seem to fall apart and could never even make the World Series. But, you know, that's what happens when uh, your team doesn't have a great history. Um, Playoff success. But any other thoughts on the Dodgers besides that they are a dominant force who's probably less on par with anybody else in baseball and more on par with what Gonzaga is doing in college basketball right now? Or Michigan, but yeah, I I just or think Michigan. that. Mm. What? Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't think anybody's close to being on their level. Yeah, they've got such a collection of talent. I I say the Gonzaga comparison because Gonzaga has four out of their five starters who have already been voted in the top five of their positions for college basketball in twenty twenty. Four of the five starters are in the top five of their entire positions across college basketball. You got Hunter Dickinson, but I don't know what else you got besides that. But yeah, the Dodgers are going to be great. It's going to be fun. And now we can get into, I'm assuming that this is the next team on your list because they are also a juggernaut and are probably pretty pissed that they probably are going to end up having to play a wild card game. But do you think the San Diego Padres can win the division? No. No? Not, not a chance. What's your take on the Padres this year? Uh, I'm with everybody else. I think mid nineties. I say ninety six. Ninety six. I've got um, ninety eight. I have the Dodgers at one oh six. By the way. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think like eight or nine wins apart is kind of where they're gonna finish up, and then and the sad thing is the Padres are gonna be five games ahead of everybody else in the wild card, and they're still gonna have to play a wild card game. I think the the Padres are gonna be at least four games ahead of every other team in baseball besides the Yankees and the and the Dodgers, obviously. That's how good I think they're going to be. Who do you start in the wild card game? Yeah. Do you just like pitch like, oh, do you take Blake Snell out in inning six, but like actually t- throw someone good in after him? And then acquire Nick Anderson and put him in? Yes. That was, seems like a good plan to me. But yeah, so what do you think of this? So Fernando Tatis Jr., we should mention, signs a massive extension, one that I'm kind of okay with because while it does underpay him, it does get make him a Padre for life. It's not like he's that underpaid because, you know, his dad was in MLB. And also, it buys out all of his arb years. But is he even the best hitter in the infield? Uh, Yes. Okay. Just wondering. Manny Machado is there. Jake <laughs> Machado, Cronenworth, like Machado is, Cronenworth is there. Cronenworth, uh, Jake Cronenworth, the GOAT. Eric Hosmer is in that infield. Uh, yeah. Hosmer. <laughs> he's 31, and he didn't do well last year. And he's still getting paid too much. Same with Will Myers. People forget that they screwed up Will Myers and Hosmer. Eh, what can and you do? I mean, if you're the Padres, you can do a lot of things. Yeah. Tommy Pham got stabbed over the summer. Yeah, that was weird. Or winter, which is, yeah. So I kind of identify that Tommy Pham as someone who is going to, like, be really good again this year, which Tommy Pham always seems to be well under the radar. And it's because so last season he was terrific until suddenly he broke his handmade bone. And handmade bone, uh, for those that don't know, is really helpful for hitters for their power. When you lose it, you see a lot of guys just not hit nearly as many home runs. They can't really hit as well. So when he came back from it, he just did not look quite as good at all. And so his launch angle really suffered because of it, probably because he was in pain at least to some degree. Or maybe he was the only way he could really get consistent hits. But he's probably going to go back to usual. And so you're going to have another guy on that team just crushing balls, which kind of is unfair. The only thing is that he said that he is not back to 100% since, you know, he got stabbed and nearly died from the blood 
over the summer, which is really not great. Trent Grisham is going to be their leadoff hitter. That strikes me as weird. Remember when Trent Grisham was like the best player in baseball for a couple weeks last year? No, I actually don't because I only remember him booting the ball in the wild card game. Yeah, you were all in on that, and then I'm like, you know, Trent Grisham's going to break out this year. And then Trent, Trent Grisham did break out, and like he was the f- when people were talking about the Padres last season, he was the first story that they like first not as in like the most important but first as in chronologically the first because Grisham was just like uh he, you know, he was part of slam Diego but he was the first guy to actually go crazy with that he was like stealing bases this is gonna be an exciting exciting team what's your trust level on Lamette can he repeat what he did last year I think Lamette can repeat it if he is healthy I thought that he had nasty stuff as we talked about he's got the best maybe the best pitch in baseball in his slider at least best among any starter in baseball and so i don't see why not as long as he's healthy i just don't know if i can trust entirely that he's healthy yeah what do you think of this rotation i think paddock gets lost in this rotation somehow he's still i think he's still gonna have an above like an era plus above 100 uh his changeup is i think one of the best changeups in baseball and he's still he's 25 has four year more years of control and he had an off year last year the thing that paddock did which was a little weird last year is he suddenly well actually no never mind i'm looking at the wrong charts his his curveball got uh added some more vertical movement to it which is a little weird i don't really know why it did that but i'm looking at his underlying stats and they were really terrible in 2020 and in 2019 they were just much much better he was like an above average pitcher in most things and then sort of totally hit a wall and everything but his walk rate so i don't really know what happened to him it, it's is it possible that his stuff is was just different that he was kind of hurt uh, like you i said, don't think he was hurt i just uh, that's what gives me pause about him I'm, I'm not exactly sure what was causing him to you know you usually don't see a sophomore slump with pitchers as far he, as i've seen it's usually hitters he was striking out fewer guys which is really strange to me I don't know what suddenly changed that he uh, couldn't uh, get guys out in as far as that went, but like nothing changed too much. He was getting a lot more ground outs. Maybe he was unlucky. I don't know. We th- like Fernando Tatis Jr. was terrific last year at shortstop playing defense, and I everyone loves everyone always raves about Eric Hosmer's defense at first base. Manny Machado's a good defender. Jake Cronenworth seemed totally fine, and Profar is obviously good as a pin uh, as a fill in at second base. So. I don't know why in a season when he gave up far more ground balls, he was a lot worse. It was strange to me. Like, not too much changed. Like, it's not like his line drive percentage went up a whole ton. It's just... What was his, what was his BABIP? Uh, BABIP? I don't know. But his uh, exit velocity was really bad. He was, like, it just jumped. His launch angle, uh, people were getting a little better. His barrel percentage definitely went up. He was just not... Throwing out a bunch of good pitches, his hard hit percentage went from like maybe one in every three pitches gets hard hit to like nearly half of his pitches were getting crushed. Maybe mm, it's his home his home yeah. run fly ball ratio was twenty five percent. That's not great. Okay, that's the kind of thing that I think could change, but I don't know if it's a stuff issue or not. Um, with his actual pitches, the way that they got hit, so his fastball got crushed. His fastball got hit a lot harder, and. He's not a guy with a crazy spin rate on his fastball. It's like 2170, which seems average enough to me. Yeah, that was the thing that changed the most. Exit velocity went way up, way, way up on the fastball. 
So I guess guys were just able to identify it more. Maybe he's needs to throw it differently, like in different counts. I don't really know on that end. Maybe I can check out, take a look at his plinko. Ah, uh, yes, the plinko. Love the plinko. There's a lot of stuff I feel like we missed with the plinko. That could be, I don't know. So it seems like he threw his fastball even in like one two oh two counts, one two counts. He was still going to his fastball. I wonder if he doesn't trust his off speed off speed stuff as much. Which kind of sucks when he's got such a good change, but I wonder if there's a reason for yeah, that. Yeah, these under wow, these underlying stats are horrible. Holy cow. Yeah. It's nuts to me. Not actually he was throwing his fastball less in those kind of counts. Um Yeah, nothing seems to have changed too much on in, in his plank call. Yeah, that's I don't know what's up with Paddock. He's, he threw his curveball a little bit less. Not a crazy Cutter. amount less though. It's the fastball. People that, kind of killed his cutter. Well, he threw 32, 33 cutters. He threw 560 fastballs, and the exit velocity went up uh, four miles per hour. Yeah, he kind of, yeah, his expected slugging was 596 on the fastball. Yeah, see, that's the kind of thing. Yeah, his exit velocity yeah. literally just went up by four miles an hour. Yeah. Spin rate stayed the same. He was striking out fewer guys, but he was doing getting more strikeout guys with this changeup, probably because guys were sitting fastball and swinging through his it. His put away and whiff percentages aren't, like, horribly bad. Yeah. There's less vertical, there's less drop on it. He had one of the... Yeah, his fastball is now very below average. He had one of the best drops in baseball um, before, and now it's... Weirdly enough, it actually got a little better. I guess guys in baseball, just in general, were getting better stuff there, but... But no, you want the interest of drop to be lower on a fastball. Oh, you do? Oh, right. Right, it's a fastball. So that's interesting. I don't know. The, yeah, the run value on his fastball was 7. And it was negative 7 in 2019. That's the thing. Chris Paddock's fastball. I wonder, there's probably stuff, some articles out there where you can check it out. But yeah, so that's that's why Chris Paddock didn't do so well. You know who I think could be an interesting part of that rotation, though? Mackenzie Gore? Mackenzie Gore I would love, but Joe Musgrove. Love my former Astros. Joe Musgrove. So he was on the Astros. Uh, he was in the Garrett Cole trade, I believe. And he was like probably the best piece. He, him and Colin Moran were the best piece the Pirates got. Pirates traded him this offseason because they couldn't really figure out what to do with him, which is not a surprise for guys who have really good uh, spin rates. They seem to not realize that spin rate is something important in baseball and are therefore willing to ignore it. So he started throwing his curve way more in 2020. It's not like he wasn't good. He was decent. He started throwing it way more, which is what the Astros would have told him to do probably, getting a lot more of strikeouts and uh, made his chase rate drop. He's improved all over in the predictive stats, so I think his stuff is just better. And I am not the only one predicting a Joe Musgrove breakout. The second he got traded to the Padres, people were like, oh, Joe Musgrove could be one of the better pitchers in baseball this year. Not a lot of people are talking about it. I wish they were talking about it when he walked nine guys the entire season uh, across a couple, uh, like, I think, like, uh, single A and double A, maybe in, like, 2015 or something like that. No one was really talking about Joe Musgrove then. I was talking about I mean, about his, Joe his walk then. percentage last season was in the 39th percentile, just throwing that out there. Yeah, that's, I think it's because uh, guys aren't, by, are, guys are much better at nibbling in the majors than they are in the minors. So his control probably just gone a little bit. But, you know, that's minor stuff. It was it was just, like, phenomenally impressive, like the stat lines that he was putting up in the minors, I remember. But, yeah, Joe Musgrove breakout is something I'm always here for. He's a great guy. Just all around really nice guy from everything that I've seen. Guy willing to interact with fans on Twitter 
and stuff like that. Fans at games will talk to people. So couldn't be more happy for him if he does legitimately break out on a Padres team that is a World Series contender. He throws five pitches uh, with frequency of 10% or better. Yeah. And three at 20% or higher. He's and got like a massive he, arsenal. He reduced his fastball usage because it was his worst pitch. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, the slider went up. The, the curveball went up significantly. It basically doubled. Yeah. I love it. I love Joe Musgrove. I hope he's good this year. Good player to be on the, the Padres. But yeah, former Blue Jay way, way, way back in the day. Yeah, exit velocity went down by a lot. His strikeouts, this is this is the big one. His walks, a a lot, his walks did nearly double from about 5% to nearly 10%, but the strikeouts went from 20%, like a little over 20% to 33%. That's the thing that was kind of crazy for him. So he was willing to throw more... Uh, Wait, his K percent was 90th percentile? Yeah, look at what it was before. 21% the, just the previous year. Mind-boggling. He struck out 55 guys in 39 and two-thirds? Yeah. He's never he, he's never even been nine Ks through nine. Listen, this is Joe Musgrove. Welcome to... Yeah, exactly. I'm learning more happen. about Joe Musgrove. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm, I'm even looking at his minor stats right now, and, like, he's... Wow, he was in the California League when he struck out 43 guys in 30 innings. Yes. Congratulations. In the that Cal the League. Old, he's yeah, the only guy the who only could ever time. do that. Meanwhile, Mark Appel was getting lit up for like a to the tune of like a thirteen ERA, so a little bit of a difference there. High school, wow, he's kid. another high school of California. Mm. Yeah, I love the man stuff. It's it's so good, and like his active spin isn't like amazing, but his uh, vertical his the horizontal movement on his slider is nuts. It's nuts. So I'm excited. I I think we see a uh, very good Joe Musgrove this year too. So should be good. Should be fun. People couldn't hit anything they ch- when they chased him. They couldn't hit a single thing. The average chase contact percentage in the majors is 59%. For him, it was 45% of guys trying to hit his pitches. Will losing some of the guys from like Rosenthal and Davies and Richards hurt them at all? I am a little bit worried about their pen. Because while I do think they have a lot of good pitchers, I'm a little worried about their depth that isn't you know calling up guys from the minors. And sure, if Mackenzie Gore comes onto the team and, like, uh, is aces, then, I mean, that's great. I couldn't be happier with that. But, yeah, bullpens are fickle, and a really good bullpen, a great bullpen, makes you a World Series contender. A decent bullpen probably means that you could flame out in any round of the playoffs, and it wouldn't be that much of a shock. So I really don't like seeing that from them. I hope they have a good bullpen this year, but... Uh, we'll see. All it's right. time to talk about Ian Anderson and the Braves. Yeah, let's talk about Ian Anderson and the Braves. Uh, I what do you have him at? Ninety-two wins. Eighty-nine. And all these champs. And all these champs. I got him hit there too. So tell me about the Braves. Uh, they added Charlie Morton, Drew Smiley, Carl Edwards Jr., and Jason Kipnis, but they lost Mark Kakis, who retired. They added O'Day. Jason Kipnis. Yeah. I did not think he was still playing baseball. Darren O'Day went to the Yankees. Felix didn't pitch for them, but he still is no longer on the team. Yeah. And they also lost Duval, who broke out, and Melanson. Yeah. Melanson's a bad guy to lose. That's the sneaky great bullpen guy. But Ian Anderson, please tell me more about Ian Anderson. I love so the guy. His stats are very weird. His barrel percentage was in the 99th, 99th percentile. Yes. 
X slugging and X Woba, both in the 96 and 99 percentile. Walk percentage, 33 33rd percentile. K percentage, 79 percentile. Fastball spin, 10th percentile. Curveball spin, 7th percentile. Yes. Active spin so. on the fastball, 99%. Active spin on the changeup, 98%. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, he just, yeah. Fastball spin rate is 2,063. Yeah. His whiff percentage on that on it is 15%. Yeah. He was getting, Ew. I think, a little more figured out near the end of the season because, like, he was on fire for a while and then uh, sort of trailed off near the end. But wasn't he, like, great in that playoff game? Yeah, he was a, he's a three-pitch pitcher, though, which he tried to learn a sinker, I think. So he threw eight sinkers. Yeah. They it went don't fine. know if they were actually sinkers. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they did go fine. I, I don't even know if they're different than his fastball, though, because they were almost yeah, that's the exact same velocity. Maybe just a misidentified. He does throw the curveball and change up about 50% of the time. Yeah, combined. So, yeah. So, I, I mean, he the change up, he was amazing throwing that change up last year. Exit velocity of just 81 miles per hour. Uh, a batting average allowed of 104 on it. I mean, you guys couldn't get hits off of him. But like, you know, this it's... fastball is worrying me though. It's like slightly above league average velocity wise, but its spin is horrible, and its average exit velocity is ninety three. I'm not looking. It's not looking great. Here's the reason I like him. I think that that fastball and that changeup and that curveball, just those three pitches, he could theoretically throw any of them in any count, and they all play off each other so well. There's like. They they get there's about the same amount of difference in like miles per hour on average that he throws between them. It's about seven miles per hour difference between the fastball and the change, and then about seven miles per hour uh diff between the changeup and the curveball. And well, it's like he does have probably like the worst spin rate on any curveball in the league with just two just not even twenty one hundred on that. The fact that he's got the active spin of like uh, his on the changeup in the fastball that he's getting all of that does mean a lot for him. And he throws the fastball in the changeup basically sort of like not quite at like, the, he's not quite tunneling them. So they're not quite identical, but they're very similar. And that's what I'm really uh, intrigued by because like, and, and at the very opposite, you get his curveball, which is sort of where you want it to be. Like it's the, where he's got the, like what's interesting is that where you, where it actually is. It seems like uh, the curveball mirrors the change, but uh, if you if you're looking at it, it seems like the curveball mirrors the fastball. All that means to say is that pitch sequencing for Ian Anderson is phenomenal and is probably at least a decent amount of why he was doing so well last year. Is Mike Soroka going to be ready for opening day? Um, I don't know. I hope so. And is so. Max Fried actually going to be good? And is Charlie Morton actually going to be good? Yes and no. Charlie okay. Morton, I think, is kind of cooked. I love the guy. Mm. I think he's kind of, ah, this is the year that he's... he's. I think he's a little old. I'm sorry. Um, is this so the, is Justin Verlander. Yeah, but Justin Verlander is... I don't know if Justin Verlander is human. From according to like what every uh, baseball player who meets him seems to say, it's like, oh yeah, Justin Verlander is just not like other people. He, that's a man who... He was born to pitch, I guess is what you might say about Justin Verlander. He, like, he's born to pitch a lot, and it's a shame that he got Tommy John because he looked somehow even better than he ever has at the beginning of last season, which probably should have, probably should scare you, but then he got Tommy John, which sucks. Yeah, I'm looking at Morton right now, and he might be cooked. Yeah, 
Freed, though. I, I feel good about Max Freed. I'm hesitant he on Max Freed because he does not have a great strikeout rate. But he's got a high-quality last name. So, and of course, pitched in the same. Look at these on these underlying stats. Like they're so they're very weird. Exit velocity, 90th percentile. Hard hit, 98. Yeah, that stuff is Next great. Next 91. K percentage, 44. Walk percentage, 51. Whiff, whiff percentage, 42. Fastball velocity, 52. Fastball spin, 13. Here's the thing, Max Freed throw his average velocity on his fastball is 93. He can routinely throw 98, which makes I just I it makes no sense to me. Yeah. Like it's the whole it's the Chris Sale thing all over again. What do you mean? Like find some middle ground where you don't like where ninety eight isn't going to go to the backstop and ninety three isn't gonna get hit for a tank. I feel like if you settle into ninety five and I feel like it would be much better for him. He's a ground Especially with the curve fiend. that's seventy five. He's a ground ball fiend. He loves getting uh grounders. Yeah, but I mean that's mm. he's know. also kind of a three pitch pitcher. He doesn't really have a sinker. Ten percent. I mm. no, he's a four pitch pitcher. He's uh he throws a curve more than no. I'm like, sorry, I'm reading another, once again. I'm reading the wrong chart. You are right in that he doesn't have, really have a sinker. Throws ten percent of the time. So yeah, I don't know. I I expect better things from Max Freed than Charlie Morton this year, just because it seems. I mean, I like, do too. Yeah, but he, first of all, he's in the he's in his prime. He's twenty seven years old. Well, Charlie Morton's like what, like thirty eight. So I know Tom Brady is doing things and LeBron James is doing things, but Charlie Morton is a little bit different than those two. You know who could benefit from a sticky substance? Max Freed. Yes. Twenty one hundred spin rate on his fastball. Yeah, I mean, his barrel percentage though remains three point three percent, which is one of the best in the major leagues. And one hundred fifty one batted balls last season, five barrels. That means basically nobody was getting hard hits off of him, and like his launch angle went up a little bit, but it's still like miles not miles i guess uh angles whatever radians below uh the average launch angle in baseball so he does a great job of limiting hard contact he does a great job of inducing grounders and it's not it's not the kind of thing that everybody's doing these days but like isn't he also the perfect guy to benefit from the ball being dejuiced imagine how unhittable he's going to be this year when there's not even anything you can do when you hit a when you finally knock a fat knock a fly ball off of him Here's the thing. I think the Braves will be okay. Their bullpen has Josh Tomlin in it and Luke Jackson. That's not good. I don't know. I, I think they're I think we're gonna agree that their hitting's going to be fine. Yeah, with Acuna Jr., who we haven't even mentioned, and is one of the best young players in the game, some of the best players in the game. They have the MVP. Freddie Freeman. Yeah. They have Exit Dansby. Velocity. Yeah, but yeah, that's the guy I was gonna say, Exit Velocity King, Dansby Swanson. Austin Riley, who I'm still waiting to have a breakout year. Yeah. He smashes baseballs up for a living. Uh, they're after three, Drew Smiley, Kyle Wright, not great. Mm-hmm. Bullpen, really also not great. Shane Green's still a free agent. I don't know what's up with him. Yeah, he was good last year for him. Yeah. Probably asking for what they deem to be too much money. Braves have three guys with uniform numbers in the 70s. That's not good. Not amazing. See, this is why I have him at 89 wins. It's not because I don't think that they're a very good team. For most, Mostly it's because I think they lose a few too many close games. I think they've got too many good teams in their division, and they kind of get beaten up on a little bit. So I have them at 89, but I have the Cardinals at 84 winning their division. The Brewers, eight, the Braves at 89 is so much better than the Cardinals at 84. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Also, Marcelo Zuna, Ju- Marcelo Zuna. Yeah. Darno. Yeah. Might no be legit. DH. Yeah. No DH is a little worrisome for me. All right, yeah, let's get into uh, who's next for you. Um, same division. Yes. Mets. 
I have something to tell you. I, I do yep. not know. I do not know if you knew this or not. But so I was reading about the Mets. There's a great, great Grant Brisby article in the Athletic that came out maybe a week or two ago on the Mets. And in it, he goes through the nicknames of pretty much every expansion team that's ever been around, like the possible ones they threw around, like the contests they had. One mm-hmm. of the possible names for the Mets. The Metropolitans. That's that's their name. That's their current name. The Big City Boys. I can get behind it. The, I don't even know if they were the New York Big City Boys or just the Big City Boys in general. Or is this what we, we need to call them that this year, though, don't we? That, that's I can't believe that's I can't believe that's real. I'm sure it was like it was the '60s, right? That's when the Mets came around. But the Big City Boys. I don't know. It it sounds it sounds very much like a Bobby Thompson. Uh, home run heard, uh, the shot heard around the world. Just like that sounds like big city boys to me. And I know that different New York team, whatever the Giants, or who that was, but big city boys is such an old, great name that would have just aged wonderfully. I think. Do you want to hear um, their additions and subtractions? Yes, tell me. You might want to get it. You might want to get comfortable. Steve Cohen. That's the biggest. Uh... <laughs> so they got Edition. Lindor. Yes. James McCann. Jose Peraza, mm-hmm. Red Sox legend, Carlos Carrasco, Trevor May, Jonathan VR, Orioles legend, Albert Almora Jr., Kevin Pillar, Red Sox legend, Taiwan Walker. They lost Andres Jimenez, who didn't really do much. They like him, though. Um, Ahmed Rosario. Oh, obviously, they don't. He's not on their team anymore. The fans at least like uh, Jimenez. Ahmed Rosario, Michael Walker. I think it's a plus that he got. No, that he's a, not on the team it's anymore. It's always a loss when you lose Michael Walker. Wilson Ramos. <laughs> Uh, Steven Matz, Jake Marisnik, mm. Robinson Chirinos, mm-hmm. Brian Dozier, yeah. Todd Frazier. But Todd Frazier is probably going to get traded back to them in at the deadline. Now, the big question, the one that everyone's asking, are they getting Cespedes back? Still a free agent. Yeah, he's still a free agent, and his showcase happened like a week ago, and we haven't heard anything about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, how has Steve Cohen not fallen in love with Cespedes yet? I'm kind of worried about it. Here's what I love about the Mets. Their what? lineup is so balanced. In what sense? They have guys that are going to get on base. Brandon Nimmo mm-hmm. going to get Jeff on base. M- Jeff McNeil. He's going to get. He's on, He's in a different part. He's just. He's just a hits guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. JD Davis gets on base. Michael Conforto is a good walk guy. Yeah. JD Davis have, is a good walk have, guy too. Yeah. You have the singles and doubles hitters, McNeil, Lindor, and then you have the bombers, Alonzo, and Dominic Smith. Yes. And then you have James McCann to clean up the mess. Yeah, and I mean, it would have looked much, much better with uh, JT Realmuto in there. Just throwing that out there, but I like James McCann. And then they're pitching. They have this guy named Jacob DeGrom. I don't know if you've heard of him. I hear he's um, one of the better pitchers in baseball right now. You know, just for fun, I'm going to look at his baseball reference page. This is going to be fun. Projected for a 281 ERA next season. I don't know. Is Jacob That's too DeGrom high. cooked? He's going a way lower than Is that. he cooked? So yeah, average average velocity on fastball ninety nine, nice. Average velocity on slider ninety three. What? Mm-hmm. Average velocity changeup ninety one. Sure, okay. I'll buy it. That's that's that's, that's Josh insane. Tomlin three five years ago. Yeah. Average velocity on the curveball eighty four. Although he only throws that two percent of the time. Wow, his barrel percentage is in the nineteenth percentile. Mm-hmm. What? Everything else is oh his hard hit percentage is in the sixty ninth percentile. I don't know. Is Jacob Degrom cooked? I'm just, I'm questioning this. What are we like? See his batting average on his okay yeah. No, the thing no, about Jacob Degrom no. is that he's got the best pitches in baseball. Blake Snell, Jacob Degrom, Degrom is better command. 
and get is more consistent. That's he that's why so Jacob Degrom is so good. Is he was still four and two last year. Yeah, his stuff is so nasty. It, he consistently grades out like as having several pitches that are just some of the best in baseball. Maybe yeah, he doesn't have the best underlying stats and a couple things, but it doesn't really matter because he's going to get so many guys out. He's going to strike out so many guys. He like can get so hot for so long and so consistently. He's the only guy. Not the only guy. You got like Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, but it's in that echelon, uh, echelon, echelon. I don't know of guys who can Scherzer, of guys who can uh, pitch for a long time into the game at a really high level without. Um, he's one of the few guys who can throw complete games. Basically, is what I'm saying. Then there are very few of those guys left in the majors right now. Only true aces can throw complete games. Carlos Carrasco is his team's number two starter, which I like a lot. Yeah. And their number three star is Marcus Stroman. Yeah, I mean, everybody else likes him. I don't. Projections like him to have an ERA under four, which. Well, yeah, he would be might, great. he'll have like an ERA of like 375. Yeah. But like, he's just not. I just don't like him. The, the question is more the back end of the rotation Taiwan Walker and David Peterson. I think Taiwan Walker and David Peterson give them a good chance. Yeah. I think Walker I like, yeah. has a great number, 99. Mm hmm. Well, they have a 99 and a zero. In, in the rotation. rotation, yeah, hmm. um, but they do not have a one, which you know uh, may well one one is John Gore. Yes, but anyway, yeah, and I love their bullpen. I think yeah, their bullpen is, is very slept on. Yeah, Trevor May obviously is great. Um, D- I don't know Diaz. It's it's he's an every Diaz. other year guy. No, he's I an tr- every other year guy. I trust him this year. What can I say? Like once it's fixed, it's got to be fixed, right? They have Familia still. I mean, they have Aaron Loop. I love Aaron Loop. Yeah, it's a good team, the Mets, this year. Where do you have them at, uh, just as far as how 91, many one game behind the Braves. Um, I have them at 86. I have them as the second wild card team. I think you do, too. Yeah. Um, Do you have them as winning more games than any team in the NL Central? Uh, Yes. Yeah, not surprising. I, and not only that, I have the team that finishes one game. I have a team that finishing one game behind them and also finishing with more wins than anyone in the NL Central. Can you guess... Which team it is? What? The team that I have behind the Mets in the NL East that's going to finish better than anybody else in anybody in the Central. Oh, I guess the Nationals. Nope. Don't, don't, don't. Don't what? Why would you become a Phillies bandwagoner? This is... Can I tell you... Can I give you two words? Brad Miller. Brad Brad Miller? Brad Miller. Absolutely. Exit Velo King. Exit Velo King. He lives in Exit Velo City. Brad Miller was just dominating as far as I don't even know what happened to him. Was he on steroids? It's quite possible he was on steroids, but also like he was making really good he's, swing he's choices. He's which... not projected to start, by the yeah. way. Just throwing it out there, he's not projected to start. Well, he signed literally like two weeks ago. So anyway, uh, no, he's projected to have two hundred and seventy at bats. Good, good. He's like the best, res- like somehow just like a phenomenal reserve, but like he turns into a pumpkin when you actually play him too many games. I don't know. It's the kind of thing where. When guys start figuring him out, then things get bad. But he was just, uh, you know, hitting bombs for the Cardinals all last year. The only power their lineup had for like a month, basically. But I am not this high on them because I think so highly of, I don't know, Brad Miller necessarily. I'm high on them because of their three and four hitters. I think Reese is due for a bounce back. I agree. I'm talking about Bryce Harper. And not gonna hit clean up. He's not going to hit clean up. No? There's no reason why he should. He has no power. Better hitter than Hoskins. I mean, I guess. Hoskins gets on uh, base, too. 
I like like I like Hoskins. I like Alec Bohm. Um, I don't know. I think those guys are gonna do decently well. Andrew McCutcheon. The question is McCutcheon should not be a leadoff. Yeah. The thing is though, I love like their top three in the rotation can go toe to toe with uh, what the Mets have. Yeah, Zach Eflin really a great pitcher. I like Zach Eflin. Come on. Why'd you Why'd you say top three? Did you forget that Arietta's no longer on the team? No, Zach Wheeler. Yeah, he's number two. Zach Wheeler is their number two. I like Eflin. How do you like Zach Eflin? I like him better than I like Marcus Stroman. That's maybe the hottest take in the history. Of I really the world. don't like Marcus Stroman. People always well, like I mean, Marcus Stroman because he's a nice like. Seems wow, like Zach a good Eflin guy, but... struck out a lot of guys. Yeah, Zach Zach Eflin actually has decent uh, underlying stats and was just gotten mm. better as the season went on. Yeah, he mm. got hit around a bunch. Three ninety seven area though. Three he pitch pitcher. A... Yeah, which is. All right, we live in uh, 2021. He threw a sinker a bunch, which uh, was probably... Which has a batting average of 310. Next most thrown pitch, slider, hit for 306. Expected batting average on that sinker, 237. Mm, Makes you think. Expected batting average on the slider, 257. I don't know. It didn't didn't exactly get crushed. 310 batting average with only a 469 slugging percentage. That's a pretty good ISO. I play a more on defense. Yes, we get it. He's an average third starter. Yeah. But then you go to Vince Velasquez, who hasn't... I don't think he's pitched really a full year in a while. Yeah, that's Matt the, Moore mm-hmm. hasn't pitched in the majors in two years, and yes. he's 100% cooked. But their bullpen's actually And then you higher. have their... No, it's not. Stop. Archie Bradley? It went, from, it, went from a histori- it went from a historically bad to below average. Which, for this team, could mean the world. No, they have two teams in front of them in their own division. No, they have three teams in front of them in their own division. Yeah, fourth. Yeah, the biggest. I have them at eighty wins. The Angels and Phillies will will continue to get eighty wins until they address pitching. The biggest reason I have them is probably is because of Bryce Harper, though. The thing about Bryce Harper is like how how is this guy underrated still? What does it have uh, Bryce Harper for? Is his far as his projections go? It says Bryce Harper is going to hit two fifty six, three eighty nine OBP. Bryce Harper is possibly. I mean, let's let's not get overwhelmed here. It's a nine ten OPS with thirty six homers and fourteen steals. Yeah, I think he's going to win the MVP. I think it's going to uh, be he, he, once again. He's not Juan even Soto, the best Juan hitter Soto. in his own division. Juan Soto, Juan Soto, Juan Soto. Fine. I think he will compete with Juan Soto for the MVP, which is pretty damn tough at this point. So he had one of the largest differences between projected and actual Wobo last year. Which meant that as good as a hitter as he was, he should have been much, much better. His expected WOBA, I believe, was second best in baseball. It was third best in baseball behind Juan Soto, and I don't remember who else. So I think it was Freddie Freeman. I think behind Juan Soto and Freddie Freeman, which again is amazing that Freddie Freeman. Yeah, uh, maybe Bryce Harper's the third best hitter in his own division. Yeah. He might so, be the fourth best hitter in his own division. Who's, would you say, is number three behind uh, Acuna is there? Acuna. I think Harper's better hitter than Acuna. I think Acuna, you got him because of the defense and the steals. Corey Dickerson might be a better hitter. Something's going on. John Burry <laughs> might be a better hitter. Man. <laughs> but no, I love Harper this year. I think he's going to be phenomenal because, um, I don't, yeah, first of all, he's got to be healthy, but I think he's going to be. Uh, this He's uh, had time, uh, well enough time to adjust to uh, being in Philly at this point. And I don't, I don't know why he underperformed in quote-unquote underperformed but underperformed so badly in exoba last year but most of the guys who underperform a bunch who should be doing a lot better 
really do get a lot closer to what their expected thing is the the following season. And so if Harbour can do that, then he will be a legitimate MVP candidate. He might might not be as good as like the god that is Juan Soto, but I think he's going to have a better season than Freddie Freeman, which is better than, you know, the MVP of the National League last year. So that's why I think they're going to be really good. I also think that Zach Wheeler is going to be better because it kind of has to be, and Aaron Nola remains an absolute stud. That's my Phillies take. You fix a bullpen, you do so much. They didn't fix it. That's the problem. They didn't. Literally making your bullpen average does so much to your They team. didn't. They made it below average. It's good enough, for, I think, for 85 wins. It's, no, it's good enough for 80. Okay. They're in the same boat as the Angels. Okay, let's talk yeah. about the real uh, fifth best team in the NL, the Nationals. No, that's not right. The Cardinals. The Cardinals. The Cardinals. So what do you think about the Cardinals this year? Uh, they're going to win the NL Central with 88 wins. 88? Are you saying 88 because you think that they're an 88-win quality team? Or are you saying No, they're not. Wins? They're an 85-win <laughs> team, but they are going to get I have absolutely. 84. They're going to have some, uh, what do they call it in college? Um, win, it, it's not win padding. It's is, that, uh, is it like, you know, the games where you pay someone? Uh, yes. Pay the pay, those kind of pay-to-play games? They're basically uh, yes. paying to play against the Pirates 19 games this upcoming season. They're paying to play against the Reds and the Cubs and... Honestly, their whole division. <laughs> the Cardinals, they're not even projected to do well at all on fan graphs. So, but at the same time... No, no, nobody's projecting them to do well. No one's projecting anybody in that division to do well. Uh, the bet... So, just going to say this. As far as teams go that are... The Cardinals are not in the top six, not in the top nine, not in the top 12. No. The Cardinals are projected to win the NL Central according to fan graphs. The Cardinals are also projected to have the 17th best record in baseball, which means that everyone in that division is expected to be below average, like worse yes. than over half the other teams in baseball. That's how bad that division is projected to be, which is not a great look for anybody from the NL Central. And do you know why nobody is good from the NL Central? Why? Because they didn't do anything this offseason. Absolutely nothing. The Cubs... They did something. They traded away their ace. What are you talking about? The Reds. Garbage. The Reds lost a lot of guys. Oh, I know. I'm saying they got didn't get better at the, all. The Cubs got a lot of guys. To also, be honest, we and forgot the, about you, Darvish. We just forgot about you, Darvish, and Blake Snell. We didn't even mention them because we're not well, because the like the Padres. Well, yeah. I mean, because like it's very much a, very much a given. It's like why why would you mention Darvish. Alex Reyes when everybody knows that he's going to be a stud? Alex Reyes is a stud. Why would you mention Dylan Carlson when everybody knows that he's going to be a 30-30 guy? Dylan Carlson is going to be phenomenal. I think he's going to be amazing. Uh, yeah. But outside of that, yeah, this is a terrible division. The Brewers signed JBJ uh, yesterday, which, I mean— Stupid move. Don't know why. Not going to help them. Yeah. Does he become the best hitter on their team? <laughs> he's a Lorenzo Cain clone who can't hit. Is nobody—is he, like, the second best hitter on their team right now? I'm not— Yeah. I, like, how? Where would you rank him as far as Red Sox hitters in 2019 on that World Series winning team? Uh, 2018. 2018 World Series winning team, yeah. Um, wow, probably like seven or eight. And he's pr- he's probably gonna hit like sixth. It says right here that they've got him, but at the same time, like Colton Wong. Oh, Christian Yelich, obviously. Christian Yelich is there, but like, I don't know if I, I mean, can just hit, Christian Yelich year, like. T- 200 last year, but yeah. yeah. I don't know if I can trust 35-year-old Lorenzo Cain, 
I don't know if Kesson Hiura is going to become anything at all, although I actually do think he is going to be decent. This I kind of like him. Yeah, the issue is that Omar he strikes Narvaez, out constantly. Orlando Arcia. Oh, these are, man, it's tough to look at. It's a bad Travis team. Shaw couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Somehow Colton Wong is 30 now, which makes me feel old, even though he's a lot older than me. Lorenzo Cain's 35. Yeah, that, like, I I thought he might be out of baseball by this time, but he's still hanging around, projected for a nice, uh, I don't know, OPS over 700, which, like, you know, you you get by, at the very least. Yeah, Kesson Hiura. That's the thing. Can I talk to you a little bit about Kesson Hiura? I mean, I like him. I'd rather you didn't, honestly, because this team is, everybody likes them for some reason. They're again, I like Wood, I like Wood, no, they're not. I like Woodruff. Burns is okay. Lindblom came from Japan. No, he came from Korea, which is cool, I guess. Adrian yeah. Hauser throws up on the mound. That's cool. Brett Anderson is still in the league somehow. Yeah. Josh I, Hader's there. I thought it was a different Brett Anderson, there. honestly. Brett, Brent Suter, who went to Harvard, is here. Brent Suter went to Harvard? Brad yeah. Boxberger might make the their bullpen. And Brad Boxberger's always been a favorite of mine. But yeah, Keston Hiura strikes out constantly. Yeah. He was, but at the same time, in 2019, he was near the best in the league in most categories. So, could be good. And he also had one of the best barrel rates in the league. The issue was that he couldn't hit a single thing off speed. Like, remember when Jordan, for I think, like in his rookie season, uh, the book on him was basically pitch him outside like a, a fastball that he hopefully doesn't hit and then just throw him uh, sliders in the dirt the rest of the at-bat? Yeah, that's what basically people decided to do to Kesson Hiura. And the question is whether or not he adjusts. But his K-rate has never been this bad. And so, like, he's 24 years old. I would I would buy Kesson Hiura stock, stock right now. I would not be selling it, I guess. Although if I invested in 2019, I might be uh, already in a heap of debt. I don't know. You like Kesson Hiura? I'm a fan. I think he can hit bombs. Okay. Let's just hope that he can hit uh, sliders and curveballs. Yeah. Or at least I think the last least I think the last team we actually need to talk about is the Nationals. Yeah. So, what do you make of this team? That you know, the Nationals are a team that probably isn't super psyched about only getting to play sixty games because it went to it their first sixty games in the World Series winning year did not exactly go phenomenally, but they've got Juan Soto on their team and nobody else in baseball has Juan Soto. So that is how it works. Does that make them a contender? They also got Josh Bell and Kyle Schwarber. Nobody yeah. really realizes that. Also, we didn't talk about the Cardinals at all. We just talked about the Brewers. Well, yeah, because they're the Cardinals. They're boring. They'll scrape their pixie dust together and win 87 and 88 games for no reason. Their bullpen and defense are always good. They're, the fact that their bullpen is good is probably like a reason to like make rank a little higher. Jack Flaherty being better this year is a reason to rank a little higher. Alex Reyes hopefully pitching well. Is the reason to rank him a little higher, but yikes. Not excited. And Dakota Hudson had Tommy John surgery last year, so. Hmm. But anyway, the Nationals. Yeah, the Nationals. So tell me about the Nationals. I have them at 82 wins. I have them at 86. Okay. Wherever I have I mean, my Phillies, you have your Nationals. It's not like well, I don't like the Nationals. The Nationals are actually a good team. Scherzer's going to bounce back. Corbin was meh last year. I think he'll be good. Strasburg yeah. didn't even pitch last year. Yeah. He'll be back. Yeah, true. John Lester is there. For you Didn't know Lester, moral support, get like hurt really badly. Yeah, he got. Yeah, he's getting some kind of. Don't worry about it. Okay, moral support, sure. They Thank got you. Brad Hand, who's yeah. their new closer. Tanner Rainey throws a hundred. Tanner Rainey. Daniel Hudson. Tanner Rainey should be their closer, I think. Daniel Hudson. Yes. Closed at a World Series. Will Harris blew a World Series. Mm. Other we don't guys. Have to talk about that anymore. They have Trey Turner. Right. 
who could be one of the best players in baseball. They won Soto. Uh, they have one of the key booms. Joe Ross and John Lester are in their rotation, which bodes really, really badly for them. Wander Suero. Victor, Vic, Victor Robles? Yeah, Wander Suero. <laughs> Austin Voth. Oh, boy. So, we'll see what happens. Great hitting. This team is very young. Wow. Great hitting until you get to the back half. Great pitching what are you until talking you get to about? the back half. They have six above average hitters. I'm not psyched about Kyle Schwarber and Jan Gomes, and Carter Keeboom couldn't hit the broadside of a barn last year, although I think he'll do better. Okay, you've named you've named three guys that are, are bad. in their starting lineup. Uh, Starlin Castro. Yes, three of their nine. I th- think Starlin Castro's a great dude. Um, Fangraphs projects him to have a 315 OP, uh, OBP, though, which That's, I think is about okay. right. Yeah, but his average is 275. Yeah. Juan Soto, fine. Can we talk? We'll talk about Juan Soto then. We can talk I mean, about. Is, Juan he, is he both our MVP picks? He's he's projected for a ten eighteen OPS. I couldn't, in good faith, pick anybody but Juan Soto. He's the best hitter I mean, of yeah. all time. Uh, like to, to, <laughs> <laughs> our our time. Sorry, I didn't. I said all time, but like, did I mean all time? Maybe I meant. <laughs> I might have meant all time. He's like young Pujols at this point, and just how well he does. So he is. Tops in everything predictive. He delivered last season. He so he basically performed to his projections last year. Like everything like Except his... he got a false positive on opening day and missed ten games. Yikes. True. But anyway, like when you have a one an eleven eighty five OPS, and that's about what you'd expect based on exit velocity, launch angle, that sort of stuff, based on like uh how good you are laying off pitches, that is friggin' nuts. And also, he had a top 30 WRC plus of all time, which not only, you know, is a top 30 WRC plus of all time, not that many people get on that list. It was the best season anybody. Yeah, you want to know how many people get on that list? <laughs> fewer than 30. Fewer than 30. It was not like the top 30 guys ever to get it, the top 30 seasons ever. But yeah, it was the best season that anyone has had by WRC plus since Barry Fonz. Some guys like Kesson Hero, well, Kesson Hero strikes out 40% of the time, not 20% of the time. But Yuan Soto walked over 20% of the time and had a strikeout rate in the teens. The only thing he doesn't have going for him is speed, which is fine because he's the best hitter in baseball and doesn't care about speed. Were you were people mad that Albert Pujols wasn't always able to run to sprint to first? No. That's what Juan Soto is. Juan Soto is the best hitter of our time because he sees the ball better than anybody, uh, possibly named Mike Trout, also including guys named Mike Trout. He's the yeah. I'm just gonna keep saying it because it's true. But he's the best hitter in baseball, and he man is, Gerardo Parra yeah. went played Japan last year. No one Soto thoughts. I mean, I think our thoughts on Juan Soto are very well well. They're out there. Yeah, he's a god. Yes, Juan Soto. Um, he's still 22 years old. Sorry, Juan Soto is still 19 years old. Of 19, 19. Yeah, no common yeah. mistake. Yeah, of course I wouldn't want to make a mistake like that. But uh, yeah, Juan Soto is amazing. He also is six months younger than, sorry, sorry, five months younger than Jason Tatum, which means that he's ni- 18 and also a half. Also still 19. Yeah, so he's, <laughs> Juan Soto is 18 and a half, apparently. But yeah, I can't, I, I can't believe that we were, have, like, seeing another Mike Trout come. But no, here we are. I and in six years, the Nationals are going to be so bad. Yeah, when Juan Soto I'm, I'm leaves. I'm looking at their prospects. No, I'm looking at their prospects. They have one in the top 100. Mm. At least they have Trey Turner. I don't know. 
Well, Trey Turner's he's 27. Older than Juan Soto. How is Trey Turner is 27? He's nearly 28. What? He was he was drafted out of college though. He was drafted out of college, but like. Oh, where did he go? NC State. NC State. Yeah. He went to NC State. Yeah, picked like 15th in the first round, which is way higher. Um, but yeah, Nash. So that's our last team that we really have relevant. Um, I think the Marlins are going to be relevant, though. I think the Marlins are going to be in the wild cards by at least some point during the season. I have them as eighty I, wins. I think the Cubs might lose ninety games. I don't. I don't know why people think they're going to win many games. I have them losing eighty-seven games, so I guess um, I have okay. them overperforming. <laughs> a lot of people have them winning eighty, which just throws me for a loop. I have the Brewers winning eighty. That makes you happy. <laughs> I have them at eighty-three. Yeah, but what do you think about the Marlins this year? Their rotation 72. is sneaky good. 72? <laughs> no, it's not. With that rotation? I love Eliezer Hernandez. I'm sorry. No Eliezer Hernandez slander here. Alcantara, he's okay. Yeah, Alcantara's good. He's a good changeup. Pablo Trevor, Lopez, he's Trevor Rogers. all I'm going to say. Ah, yes, Taylor's brother. Trevor Rogers totally underperformed last year, but he's also 23. His first season in baseball. Had great underlying stats. Has a somehow insane sing- Wait, uh, active spin on the sinker three fastball Rogers. change. There's Trevor, there's Taylor, there's Tyler, right? Yeah. Wait a minute. Is this? Is this a family? I have no idea. It's a pretty common last name. Sorry, I got to look it up. Yeah. But also, Aaron Nola was his fourth most similar pitcher last year. I think Trevor Rogers is going to be good. But anyway, I love that mm. rotation. Alcantara, Pablo Lopez is good. Legit good. Mm, no, are Hernandez. Sixto Sanchez. I mean, oh. Sixto's great. Yeah, sure. There are five guys in that rotation, all of give, whom. Give me one above average hitter on that team besides Adam Duvall. I am not going to try. I like Miguel Rojas, actually. He's not bad. Miguel uh, Rojas was, like, kind of decent last year. Yeah. yeah. He has a slugging percentage below 400. Brian Anderson? Are you going to give me him? Uh, No. <laughs> yeah. Well, the issue, yeah, the issue is that they can't hit. But they've got so many good pitchers. Look at this bullpen. Ew. James Ross Hoyt. Detweiler. Let's go. James Hoyt is Adam there. Adam Simber. Anthony John Best. Curtis. Richard Blyer, Don't former Don't hate Orioles. on Yimmy Garcia. Former Cub. Dylan Dodger. Floro, former Dodger. Anthony, Anthony Bass is their closer. Mm. Well, I mean, they are the Marlins, so. Yeah, why do you think this team's going to win any games? No, they're the Marlins, and Anthony Bass is their closer. They have a guy named, they have a guy in single A, look at their prospects, a cat uh, who's a catcher whose name is Keegan Fish. They're leaning huh. into it. They're leaning into it, I got to say. They also have, you like jazz? <laughs> I do like Jazz Chisholm, and I think that... J.J. Bladé, he could be good, right? Is Brinson still on this team? He is, right? <laughs> there's no way. He got cut. How, there's no way he's... I hope he got cut. He's. I think he's hit below 200, like, five straight years. He's Him like, and Keon Broxton have been so bad. He, yeah, he's on the team. He's like Joey Gallo, but he really never is he? figured it I out. I can't see him anywhere on this team. I don't see him anywhere either, but uh, apparently he is. So. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. Let's hope that Lewis Brinson does some stuff. I don't know. <laughs> it's mm. not going to happen. I like J.J. Blade a lot, though. Real good. Real good hitter. He probably makes a team this year. Maybe not, like, right out of camp, but, yeah. I don't know. I like the Marlins. Yeah, Cubs are irrelevant. The Giants are the last team scratching at relevance, but they're not going to do it. Mm, I think the Dem and the Diamondbacks are very much the same. I have them as separated by a single game, so, yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, 73. I have them separated by two, but yeah, I mean, they're the same team. All I'm going to say is that I have every single team in the NL East better than everybody but the Cardinals in the NL Central. I have four. Wait, what? How many wins do you have the Marlins? 80. 
Brewers at 80 also. But I think the Marlins are going to be a strong... 80 wins? Pitching. Simple. There's going to be a lot of teams who, like, their pitchers are not quite stretched out. Not enough guys are going to be able to go this full season. And when you've got five young guys like that, but, like, aren't, like, super young, had got some experience last year. And I like the vibes coming out of them. It's a fun team to play for, it seems like. Sorry, I'm busy looking at this Giants roster, and holy cow, is it old. Yeah, that's what the Giants love doing. I'm actually, I am on the record right here. Evan Longoria is going to have a first half that is going to make a bunch of people's jaws just drop. Like, remember when Marcelo Zuna, remember Marcelo Zuna this past year, how I called that? Yeah. Because, like, the underlying stats are just so clearly there that, like, it, something had to happen. That's what Evan Longoria is this year. Evan Longoria is legitimately going to, like, I don't know about get himself paid or something like that. The man is old. But Evan Longoria is actually going to be good this season. All right, as a closing thought, why do people think the Diamondbacks are so bad? They have Zach Gallen, but not that much else. Bumgarner struck out six guys in two innings today. Bumgarner. That could do something. Bumgarner turnaround could be something. Hold on. Yeah. I want you to guess how old Madison Bumgarner is. See, I already know this stuff, though. Madison Bumgarner is like 32, right? 31 and a half, yeah. But he, (laughs) there's no way, like how? He's got to, there's no, he's got to be like 34, right? Is he like an Albert Pujols kind of guy? All the no, no, no. All the miles on his arm. All the miles on his face. The man is just like kind of wrinkly. Caleb Smith is two years younger than Madison Bumgarner. Boggles the mind. It boggles the mind. But yeah, I, I don't. Once have... again, another guy who I love, T- Caleb Smith, Luke Weaver. Eh, he's okay. He was in a trade with with the Cardinals. Who was... no, he's the Goldschmidt trade. Yes. Dalton Varsho is cool. David Peralta hits hits well. Catal Marte. You're a Nick Ahmed fan. Yeah, I mean. He's my friend. Wouldn't be, yes. Your good friend. Christian Walker, weird number. Where's 53? I don't know. I that's just seems weird. Listen, I'm just expecting big things from Kevin Ginkle, like I am every year. Uh, I'm expecting really? You're not expecting big things from Devo? From who? From oh Devo? It's over for Devo. It's over. I'm sorry. Those days are over. Um he is no longer what was the dragon, I think we called him. Incredible change, at least his rookie season, but he kind of got figured out, which is unfortunate. What can I say? He was never expected to be all that good. He just came up from like as like this guy who you expect to be a quad A guy, and then was suddenly, oh, he's getting guys out. Yeah. I mean, relievers can do that. Well, he was coming up as a starter, but yeah, he started some games, I think. Not too many, though. But yeah, Diamondbacks are the last like relevant team. Yeah, this is sort of like what Fangraphs does with their prospects. They list as many relevant prospects as they believe that each team has at the moment. And so, like, you might have one team have, like, 20 prospects listed, and then another team have wait, 45 wait. prospects listed. They have two guys named Corbin. Cor- there are so many kids named Corbin these days. I'm no, but, worried. like, they're ranked 98th and 99th. Really? Oh, Corbin Carroll! I love... Okay, Corbin Carroll is... Remember how what people thought Jerkson Profar was going to be? Yes. That's what, that's what Corbin Carroll is actually going to be, but as an outfielder. I'm just saying this. Corbin Carroll is going to be a legitimately good player. Possible star. He's let's got look, one of the best. Let's look at his prospects TLDR. With a bunch of tools packed into hit a small tool, frame, Carroll tool, projects hit tool. as an on-base machine with gap power and double-plus wheels. This is screaming out to me. That's not great. This screams Dustin Ackley to me. No, 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 no. Corbin Carroll is legit. Corbin Carroll is <laughs> not a Dustin. I'm serious. Corbin Carroll is like... One of those sure thing kind of guys. You should hear, like, I've read no, a couple sure articles. sure thing is my boy, Bobby Dahlbeck. The way the way that Diamondbacks, like, front office people and coaches were talking about him in one of the articles I read, 
you would think that he's the next Mike Trout, and they found like the next Mike Trout in the middle of the first round. That's Carol Hero's already twenty, and he's not going to be who there for another like two or three years. Who Carol? Corbin Carroll. Corbin Carroll's going to be good, man. Corbin Carroll's going to be really good. He's still in low A ball. He was in. He would. Corbin Carroll probably would probably would have gotten up to um, AAA if there would had been a full twenty twenty season. Is all I'm saying. So he's not going to have a lucrative career. All these tools are going to disappear soon. No, he's got the hit tool. He's got like the hit tool he's is the most ranked thirty. He's thirty five on a scout ranking right now, or not ranking, but a prospect ranking. He's a thirty five out of eighty, and that's seventy future value. I have. I'm very excited for uh, Corbin Carroll. Is all I'm gonna say when he finally makes the majors, which like I might be a lot sooner than you think. I don't know. Kid's good. Yeah, Corbin Carroll's a good guy to end on. He's a someone to watch in your. Uh, I don't know if you anyone listening plays a uh, fantasy baseball with like a dynasty league prospect pool. Check out Corbin Carroll. Anyway, yeah, that's all we've got left. We're not going to talk about the 101 lost team, the 104 lost team, even the 89 lost team. I'm sorry, Reds, but it's not your okay, year. Okay, well, that, that's no. They're an 83 lost team. They're still going. They still have. They're still the Reds. Okay. All I'm going to say is that if you're the Pirates and you can only win 58 games in this division, Gino Suarez is going to hit 50 home runs this year. That is possible if he can make contact with at least 50 baseballs. So that might be a tough ask for him, though. All still right. Still have Winker. Um, still have Castellanos. Still have Votto. Yeah. Winker, I like Still Winker. Sonny Gray. Still have Luis Castillo. I like Lucas Sims a lot. I like Lucas Sims a lot, a lot. He's a spin rate god. I like TJ Antone. Hmm? I think TJ Antone's fine. But yeah. All right. I will like to uh, once again say Gregory Polanco is going to be decent this Yawn. year. Yawn. Gregory Polanco. Wilson Contreras I like on the Cubs. You know, I'm just scrolling through guys who uh, – and Herman Marquez, like I mentioned – uh, is actually going to be fine. And it's once again sucks that he's on the Rockies and he is absolutely going to get traded at the trade deadline because I cannot imagine the Rockies doing anything with him. I can't imagine him. I, he will be so happy once he leaves that hellhole. And on that note, it's a beautiful ballpark, by the way, a beautiful ballpark that becomes a hellhole for pitchers. So there's probably some like sublime sort of metaphor that exists for that, but I don't know what it is. I don't know. On that, yeah, let's end things. All yeah, right. I mean, talk a lot about the NL. It's a, it's gonna be a fun National League season. Pay attention to every game that the Dodgers and Padres play each other in because those are gonna be, this, this, they're gonna go right at each other from the very beginning because both of those teams think that they're the best team in baseball, and I cannot wait to see what we get there. Braves right. that's similar, but yes. yes, we'll talk about basketball next week. Finally, get back to it. Uh, we've got baseball. We're gonna have legitimate. Uh, Opening day in April, not like you know an opening day in what was it July, late July, that it was last yeah. year. I'm excited for that. There are fans in the stands, which I don't know concerns me a little bit. But I heard fans yeah. in college basketball in like for one of the first time in a long time the other night. And while I am even more frightened by that, it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun. It was a great basketball game. Baylor, West Virginia. We should. We're gonna talk tournament stuff. I think. We once the, once, the, once champ week is over. Yeah, once champ week is over. We will see. All right. We'll, see, we'll talk to you guys next week. Hope we get in some good NBA talk. Until then, enjoy spring training. 